Welcome to the Guest X Podcast, where my co-host Brian O'Malley and I uncover the latest technologies and human-driven initiatives that are raising customer expectations and forever changing how we define customer experience across a host of industries. If you are passionate about creating incredible content and unique experiences, join us as we talk to leading product and experience experts across the globe and learn about how today's most successful brands are setting themselves apart from the competition. Welcome to the Guest X podcast with my co-host. They like to call him Mr. Guest Experience, Brian Hamali. Mr. Guest Experience, how are you doing? You good? I'm good. It's it's Friday. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I'm really I'm excited for today's conversation. I think it's a pretty cool one. I am really excited about today's conversation. In fact, I was uh, just on the site getting ready to go back over to the uh, the UK where I will be in November. And they have got some interesting product, I would say, over in that neck of the woods. And um, today's going to be one of those things where it's probably something most of us will never do. But you can live vicariously through those who are traveling this way because uh, this is this Let's is hope really a lot cool. of people will do it. Well, I know. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> you may be opening our guest today, maybe opening the doors to things that people only thought they would be able to read about. Brian, do a little intro for our guest today, because uh, I think some people are going to know him from some? some other, yeah, some, and um, some he's going to be he's going to be a, a new player. So uh, give us a little intro. Yeah, today we have Michael Golden. He is a uh, graduate from Auburn University with a bachelor in science administration. He's obsessed with historic hotels, vacation rentals, unique stays. He has a ton of experience in our industry over seven years. Uh, most of you might know him as the director of business for Rented and NoiseAware. Uh, he's a two-time Focus Right 35 under 35 leader, host of Good Morning Hospitality, and is now the co-founder of Storied Collection. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Brian. That's uh, quite the intro. I appreciate it. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Well, Brian, to have you here. Hey, Brian. I, I by the way, not only not only have I not been tw two times focus right thirty five under thirty five leader, I, I can't remember when it, what it was feel like to be thirty five. So I can be envious I, on two levels there. I I agree with you. I, I was at focus right. I just didn't get the I didn't get the mentions. Right. I, I almost got booted. <laughs> <laughs> hanging out in the lobby brian that's right hanging out one of the lobby squatters at focus right yeah. absolutely i actually uh focus right for me that was a very interesting experience for me i was up against some serious guys and did my stage presence it was my first time being at focus right and uh, i got to go up with the guys from beyond pricing that's, that's where I probably heard of that group. Yeah. Okay. They've done okay. Yeah. Ian McHenry. And he was, we were both sat in a room and I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm Brian. He goes, Hey, I'm Ian. I'm like, what are you doing? And he told me what he was doing. I was like, you're absolutely insane. And he had his spreadsheets up and he's going through and I'm going, he goes, what are you doing? I said, guest experience for vacation rentals. <laughs> he walked on stage, nails it. I walk on stage. I absolutely hammered it. It was <laughs> not, it was not the presentation of my lifetime, but it was fantastic. It was, it was actually one of those places where you just get to meet really cool people. So I know that's right. special coming up too in November. Yeah. A lot of heavy hitters there and yeah, it'd be, I haven't pitched there myself, but both companies rented and noise where have it's, uh, you know, it's, it's quite the stage. I, I don't a lot think of I would nail that one. <laughs> yeah. Difficult. 
Hey, so but yeah, you, Michael, what's yeah. you're up to? I mean, you've done so many. You've been part of some really cool companies in the industry. Now you're launching Storied Collection, and I'm just I'm probably going to geek out a little bit here because it's all about the guest experience. And tell us about Storied Collection, what you guys are up to. You just launched, and it sounds like just an insane concept. Take us through it. What What are you doing? Yeah, it's the concept that's just continued to iterate. So my wife and I, during COVID, we're kind of dreaming of the, the vacation that we wanted, and we ended up booking a castle hotel uh, in Ireland. And the experience we got kind of seeing behind the walls and hearing the stories led me to tongue-in-cheek say, I'm going to buy one of these one day. My wife can have the stables. I can have a hospitality business. I talked to the few people and ran into a couple of people that said, yes, that's genius. Let's do it. So instead of buying, we're starting out building a collection of properties that probably a lot of Americans don't know exist and the stories that, that are there. And the second property that we signed within our collection, it's called Fenton Tower. It's in Scotland. It turned out to be in my family tree, cool. like totally unbeknownst to me, anybody in my family. That's cool. I was doing the, the research before the call with them and saw a name that, that overlapped with the name that I knew dated back to Scotland. And sure enough, it was the same one. Seems really cool. Seems really unique. Yes, it's cool. No, it's not that unique. Going back to the 1500s, there's at least a million people alive today that could say the same thing back to that same person. And so we started out building a collection of castle and manor house hotels. The way we've kind of shifted the, the brands uh, is former residences turned accommodations to, to anchor in this ancestral play. Because the feeling that you get, the experience that you get going back to your ancestral property is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I was in Scotland. I visited uh, Fenton Tower this past summer. And you know, your mind's just like, just thinking of all the crazy things that have happened in this building and that like the whole butterfly effect, me being here, my existence, had that person not owned this place and done whatever they did at these walls, wouldn't be the same. I wouldn't be here. And, you know, as we peel back some layers with some properties and some guests, we just continue to hear wild, insane stories of inspirations of people getting back to these places. You know, one of the properties in our collection was where Shakespeare got married. <laughs> um, another was where there was a mass murder, like 800 people died in it. Oh. Like <laughs> some, some rebels, right? Yeah. Uh, we're all executed. So there's some insane stories. And our goal is to, to tell those stories, inspire people to travel, to make history cool again. And then, you know, the, the absolute home run is when we have those ancestral ties, which just makes the trip. So these properties are renovated properties that they're brought up to date. And then on top of that, you guys are doing like a full service in a lot of the properties, not all of them, full service within the property, right? So walk us through what the experience looks like. You book a property, what kind of services can some of the guests expect to have uh, when booking these properties? Yeah, good question. So because we're not a luxury brand or a mid-scale brand or a brand focused on, you know, hotels with great restaurants. We, our, our lens is history and, and ancestry. 
we run the gambit from 120 pounds a night to 1200 a night. It, <laughs> it can go the full range. So some places have spa, equestrian centers, falconry, uh, archery, like all the things that you would expect at a luxury castle. <laughs> and then other places are you know, a modest place to sleep that has really cool stories to go in with it. So it, it really, the experience is going to be unique depending on which property within our collection. But the, the feeling we want people to, to walk away with, you know, there's a big trend right now of obviously Instagram, but the storytelling and the experiential travel and there's no better experiential Instagramable properties than, than the ones that we're adding in our collection. It's really cool. So it's interesting because when I first saw it, I, I thought I was thinking more of that high end traveler. Right. And, but I do think I love the, the history angle on it, making history cool again. It's, and you're right. I mean, with, with these older properties, it's, it's really, Hey, look outside of usually, I'm sure the property they sit on, which, you know, looking at the, some of these photos is incredible, but beyond that, what makes them so unique and so interesting is that history. And you've got to understand the story. So how did you start to put together the team? You know, where are you guys kind of in that, in that process? You know, what's been some of the learnings along the way and, and, you know, where, where you go, where do you take it now from here? What's that next step? Yeah. Good question. The, some of the people I shopped the concept around to uh, a good friend of mine was at Airbnb. It was one of the very first employees there, uh, worked there for 10 years. And then, uh, after the IPO, I moved on and was into some other things. He and I grabbed a coffee in Miami. About a year ago, right after my wife and I had gotten back from Ireland and I was kind of telling him about this trip and this experience and he was doing his wedding planning and they were going to get married at a manor house outside of London. And he said, finding those places was really challenging as an American. There's properties all over the place over there, but we don't know how to find them because you can't just search London because they're not in London. They're on the outskirts in the middle of nowhere. And so he looked at it from a different lens, you know, from Airbnb and then you know, his whole wedding planning and said, we can just build a brand that if people want to book a castle hotel or a manor house hotel, they know where to go. And so through his connections in mind, we started building kind of advisory team you know, who knows how to build brands, who's done it before we added the former CEO of Best Western in the UK as one of our first advisors. We also added the former CFO of Ritz-Carlton, and he was also the CEO of Design Hotels, which is pretty much a comp of what we're going for. It's part collection, part brand, and then they ended up selling to Marriott. <laughs> yeah, good exit there. So That's, yeah. It was a good comp. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, and so obviously then, you know, finding the right properties where that, that fit you know, the history, you know, the opportunity to tell history and, and all that, that's got to be then that kind of crucial first step. Cause I mean, you got a little bit of a chicken or the egg as does mo most or all multi, uh, sided marketplaces by definition. So is that, is, is that kind of right now what's driving it is identifying the properties. Are you, 
are people able to book directly on the site or is it more of a listing site kind of as early home away days or how are you handling that? Yeah, it is uh book direct at where we've got connectivity with all of our properties. We have to build supply before we start building the demand. Our goal at launch was to launch with 15 properties. We felt like that would, that'd be enough to give us some PR juice. And the response over in the UK has been huge. Has we, it? we launched with 28. Wow. Um, <laughs> had three more sign up in the past week, just you know, from kind of hearing about it from the launch. And we've got another 10 or 15 you know, right now in the pipeline that we should close. We're about 80% of the properties we speak to are, are signing up because it's something new. It's something they haven't had a lens on before. We're not an OTA. We don't commoditize the, the properties. Uh, we want their story to shine through and we want their property, their visuals, you know, the reasons why people are booking to shine through. People that are going to stay in the middle of nowhere, English countryside, aren't looking for the cheapest rate uh, that's closest to Buckingham Palace, right? They're looking for a place to get away. They're absolutely gorgeous. They're, they're set more times than not in the countryside. They're surrounded by hundreds, in some case, thousands of acres. It's a really cool, serene experience. And if you can kind of get there and, and unplug, you, you can just feel your, your stress going down. And then you start, then your imagination starts to kick in. Uh, and that's kind of where the, some of the experiences can happen. So you guys are focused on the United Kingdom, it sounds like. First, do you guys have your eyes set on other destinations or is the focus to mainly do the UK first, figure out, see how it's going to go there? Because there's thousands of properties out there, I imagine, with very unique history, stories, and then try to figure out what the demand is in, in other destinations. I feel like a lot of companies that launch try to do too many places, too many times, too many units without understanding their market. And then never actually hit the right notes. Uh, what's your What's your approach there? Yeah, we're we're trying to balance that out. To your point, there's so many of these properties, and we thought early days that we might be TAM constrained, but in reality, we can run in the UK a long time without having to expand anywhere else. Now we've got, of course, much larger ambitions, and you know France alone has yeah. literally thousands of these types of properties. Italy, they're all over the place. Spain, Germany, like they, there's this type of product is out there. Uh, so to your point, we're trying not to jump the gun too early on, on expansion. We really want to nail the UK and Ireland first, have a good pipeline of, of bookings and travel agents that we're working with and all of that. And then we'll, we'll expand. And there's a couple couple of ways that we would expand or things that might expedite that, of course, but we won't get into those quite yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a, a while back I was at, uh, I was actually at a Verma conference and the company I went with, I'm not going to mention it now, it was a really cool experience. We actually did Verma. And then after that, we did a company retreat. We ended up staying countryside in a small castle. And, um, you know, we, none of us had seen the castle, uh, including the people that booked it. And the experience was cool because it was a castle, but the internal workings of the unit weren't necessarily uh, the best conditions. The no pillows, no uh, comforters were torn. It was absolutely freezing cold because it was a true castle. So it had no insulation, no heating system other than fires. 
and uh, just the, the expectation was a little a little bit lower. Although the host was out of this world, phenomenal. I mean, this guy was. He brought in a musician. It was my birthday. They brought in a musician from in town. We did all night. I think we were up to like five o'clock in the morning singing and having great food and all of this kind of stuff. So the experience was really cool, but the unit was not up to the standards. What are you guys doing to vet the units? So are you guys going through a process to say, this is the type of inventory that we're looking for to join the platform and are you vetting those units in some way or is that something that you're just leaving up to the hosts in hopes that you know they're going to meet certain expectations yeah good question and this is why we are focused more so or exclusively on exclusive use in a hotel uh versus your play short rental airbnb verbo style inventory uh because quality is important if you're gonna take a trip especially overseas and stay, you have to have some level of uh, guarantee that it's going to be a good stay. Mm-hmm. So we've either, someone within our, our company has been to probably 80% of the properties uh, that's within the collection. We do try and get out to the properties uh, before we go live with them. Logistically, it doesn't always happen. So then we can revert to what are people saying about them online and what are people saying about them online recently? You know, they might have a good overall average score, but if you, if you look in the last 10 reviews are terrible, then they're not in. And we've selected against people that wanted to be in the collection because of that. So mm-hmm. we do have a quality standard. We do have a, you know, properties have to be 150 years old. They have to have, be a former residence. There's, there's certain qualifications that we do have to, to check, but we have townhouses in Edinburgh and London. And then we have, you know, $100 million resorts in the middle of nowhere, Ireland or Scotland. <laughs> Michael, do you, you think this is a little bit, is this where distribution's going with you know, more of the niche? Whether, you know, I've seen, I, I can't remember the name of the group, but there was a group, I think, that was, uh, had built a little bit of uh, um, an aggregation of great surf homes. If you like to mm. surf, you know, Bali, you know, all these different places where you could go in and, you know, go surf and they were right on the beach, but just around where the lo- tying the lodging more to the purpose of the trip, you know, Airbnb's doing this, obviously they're big reveal, the big room, but there is a little bit of a feel of that. That's a little window dressing for Airbnb that, that it, it, sounds great and it really fit it's really on brand for airbnb but yeah. but that's not really not many not people are going there going maybe i'll stay in a tree house you know for this trip and so but what what's your thoughts on that or is this just something that lives alongside you you know our more typical distribution yeah it's a good question we're we're revamping our investment deck so this is something we're grappling yeah. at upon yeah. ourselves very, very timely question, Matt. We love what Airbnb is doing with all of the advertisements of stay in a castle because we're going to own yeah. that segment. Uh, yeah. They're doing advertising for us and people that don't want to stay in a short-term rental and want to have a more serviced approach, they're going to find us. So we love that approach. I, I forget who said it, but there's two ways to make money in business. There's bundling and unbundling. And we're in the unbundling category, which, you know, if you talk about 
history buffs, it might be a small niche. When you talk about ancestry and lineage, that's the second most popular hobby of an American aside from gardening. Wow. Everybody is, has someone in their family that is like the genealogy nerd and it, they've done their whole genealogy. And there's, I think, 125 million family trees on Ancestry.com. So, yes, it's niche, what we're focusing on, but it's, pretty, it's a pretty popular niche. And then you get the people like myself and my wife, prior to knowing that we had an ancestral property, just saying, I want to stay in the castle. Like, I don't care where it is. Like, I just want to go find one that looks cool and go stay in it. And this is all referencing Americans going to, to UK. You've got probably the most popular wedding venue in the UK is the, the castle or manor house nearby, right? There's one in every town. They're, they're the most popular wedding venue. It's one place in uh, Northern Ireland or Northern England that does like 300 weddings a year. They do one a day yeah. and they do it like five days, six days a week. It's insane. So I think we're, we're aiming for the, to own a niche, own a segment, but not one that's like super, super narrow. Interesting. Brian, Brian I mean, what, what are your thoughts when you think about the, the properties? Cause this is, it's like the exact, it's not purpose built, but it is, you know, it, it kind of is now it's where it, it fits this really, really well. And it is very unique and hard to find. And so then it, it lends itself to kind of aggregating them in a, in a better way. You know, Cause I do think that there is this movement towards getting away from the aggregation of the amazon.coms, you know, which is nice if you just want to understand what's out there, but it's really, it's almost like people have flipped it and they've said, okay, you're now going to be top of the funnel for me. So you're going to help me figure out what's out there. But then as I get closer to booking, I'm going to look more to the ones who this is specifically what they do. I think it's uh, it's almost a high, I don't know if it's a hybrid, but it's interesting because I think people are looking for something that's more authentic. They're digging deeper yeah. uh, than just going onto an Airbnb. And I find that hosts are, we just had a conversation, I think it was this week about similar topics, but people really are starting to do a little bit more research on the places that they want to go to diversify, you know, the experience. Uh, and they're looking for something that is a little bit more experiential with the host, the stay. And to be able to do that, I don't know that Airbnb, Airbnb in its beginning days seemed to achieve that. I think it's gotten to a stage where it's become so big and so controlled that they almost lost control of that experience. And so people are looking at more localized experts, websites, experiences to try to get that out of them. So I think what you guys are doing is really interesting from that perspective, because you can almost drive the marketing aspect and bring in those stories in a very different way than your traditional OTA can and present that to the guest and drive bookings that way. I'm, I'm absolutely fascinated at this because about two weeks ago, my daughter had a project that was given to her, which was uh, finding out about her ancestors. And I have interest. I have a really interesting background. I mean, my family mostly came from 
well, between Syria and Egypt. And then the other side came from Romania. And my daughter, the such as eight years old, decided to do the Egyptian side of it. So I reached out to my family and we have, it's enormous. I mean, we have a WhatsApp that's called Hamawi World. And we probably have about 250 to 300 people from all parts of the world. That's cool. reached out and said, does anybody have any information about our family in Egypt? And one of my uncles ended up responding and ended up sending us pictures from the 1920s. Uh, of our family in Egypt. And it turned out that one of my uncles ended up building a house right next to the pyramids. And he sent me all of these photos of our family house in the 1920s. And you could just vivid, you could see the kids on the camels. And their first house was a tent next to one of the pyramids with the space. And it was just outstanding. And Scarlett's going, I want to go to Egypt. I want to go and visit where we used to stay. The house is no longer there. But I think it's fascinating because people will start to dive into their family history. And if you can take that component and then find that place and stay in it, it is a place that people should be planning for and experience and go back to your roots. And so I think that the story component is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. Really that's, that's fantastic. We love that story. I'm sure she got an A plus on that. So she hasn't presented it yet. We're in the process <laughs> of putting it all together. It's so cool. It, yeah, uh, I, I totally geeked out on it. And I wasn't a, a history, you know, family thing. But yeah, we've done the whole Ancestry.com and all that kind of stuff now. Yeah, see, this is, that's a much happier impetus of how most people fall into ancestry and, and lineage. A lot of times it's kicked off with the death of a grandparent mm -hmm. or a, a parent. I was on a, a call this morning with a guy who, his father died. He was a couple of glasses of wine deep and into his ancestry account and uh, right after his dad passed and found a property that had his name on it and realized that that was in his family for 600 years. It had just gone derelict in England. He got on a plane, flew over there and bought it. And he's been renovating this property for the past two or three years. So there's there's the gambit of like people that go and stay and have this cool experience. And then guys, they're like, I'm bringing that back in my family, flies over there and, and buys it. <laughs> so it, it, there's this kind of raw emotion of people's history and how authentic it feels and looks. And there's another uh, gentleman that's uh, become a close friend of mine. He's in the space, but I, I won't use his name. He was in a plane crash when he was in college. His dad and, and girlfriend were in the, it was a single engine plane. They both died. He survived. And <laughs> so he did his family tree uh, from his dad's side. And it dated back to a manor house in Ireland. And mm. he's been back there three times since. Kind of revisit his, his roots and his, get in touch with his, his father. So there's just some incredible, incredible stories they, they come out of this and, uh, every property we've spoken to has said, yeah, we've had somebody reach out that says they're linked with an owner in the past or this and that. So what an unbelievable way to, to have someone tie in with your property, right? Mm -hmm. Just makes yeah. it more than a property. It, 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 and at Explory, we, we talk about being more than just a place to stay, but, but it's, you know, in look in leisure markets, that's usually more around, you know, 
the things to do in the area, the the activities and attractions. But in in this case, you know, truly being a part of you know someone's history and um, and, and I think too, I think through COVID, you know, a lot of stuff is credited to COVID or or what have you. But I do think there's been a little bit more of a reflection. We we had a guest on uh, a while back, Brian. It's been probably one more powerful thing someone said, I, I think. But th- they said that COVID didn't awaken us to life is short. We always knew life was short. It awakened us to life is unpredictable, that it could change tomorrow, right? That's the part that kind of scared us, that shook us a little bit, right? Because we all knew life's short. But we we really generally always thought tomorrow will be much like today. And, um, and so I think with that is this, you know, just this wanting to, to understand where, where you came from, the, your roots where, you know, and, and, um, this is really cool. And it's a way to do it through properties, through staying and, and it, it shows these properties are a lot, a lot more than just, you know, just a building. Right. Yeah. I mean, just the other day at the Skiff conference, Brian Chesky said, Unique properties are becoming the destination. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got your people going to New York City to go shopping. They're going to uh, um, you know, a unique property that they can experience, that they can Instagram, that they can show off their in. And that trend, I think you can see it everywhere in the data uh, of how travelers are, are going. And into the countryside is one thing. But now that COVID's over, if you will, that trend continues. So it's, it's good to see. It's what we're counting on, obviously. But it just means a little bit more. Um, yeah. Can, You're putting some emotion behind it. Some real emotion yeah. that's, yeah, that's really, really cool. So as, as we wrap up, my, if people are interested, obviously, you know, they can go to the website, if they've got properties, is it all, is it all kind of there? How do they get in touch? Yeah. Feel free to reach out to me directly via LinkedIn. Um, but if you're a property interested in, in joining us, uh, there's links at our website. If you're interested in, and want to be inspired on a trip, poke around, please do. We're, we're in the middle of putting some packages together as well to, to curate few stops on a trip if you want to uh, make it go a longer stay out of it so yeah please check out storycollection.com uh we'd love to hear your thoughts and michael if you need anybody to inspect the homes please feel free to reach out to me and I'm, I'm happy to take some of the time out of my day and maybe i'll do that for you guys. outsourcing okay. services now it. is that what you're <laughs> michael thank you so much really appreciate you spending some time enjoyed it thanks guys That's it for this week's episode of Guest X. Be sure to sign up for our email list at guestxpodcast.com. That's guest, the letter X, podcast.com. And follow us on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. He is Mr. Guest Experience, Brian O'Malley, and I'm Matthew Loney. Signing off and reminding you to always create a customer experience worth talking about. This podcast is a Hospitality.fm production.